0: switched on on F104 and cabinet has approved a bill from health minister Stephen Donnelly that will prohibit the sale of nicotine and haline products to anyone under 18. I'm now joined by Donal O'Shea, head of the Department of Chemistry at RCSI, University of Medicine and Health Science. Hello.
1: Hi Louise, nice to talk to you.
0: Thank you very much for joining me. So what are the problems with vaping?
1: I guess the problems that are emerging at the moment is the rapid increase in vaping among young people. That's teenagers and 20 to 30 year olds. And the fact that these particular e-liquids and vaping devices have never been properly tested for the effects that they will have on people's lungs. And um, The devices themselves, there's numerous different types from re- reusable and disposables and then in the liquids, there's just thousands of different branded flavors. And I think what people don't fully appreciate is that these flavors have, number one, not been tested, but they're in different mixtures in every single one of these different solutions or liquids as they're sold as. And they've not really got a sense of what are they hitting into their lungs. So what actually happens in these particular devices when you take a puff is that liquid is heated to a high temperature, which can cause another series of unknown chemical reactions to make more chemicals and then they're immediately brought into your lungs. So that's really the big risk that you're facing is a complete unknown as to what the long-term effect will be Mm -hmm. and while you're doing this of course there is nicotine present in these solutions at sufficiently high amounts that you will become fairly quickly addicted to the nicotine. So it'll be a hard habit to break longer term.
0: There's also several option when several options when it comes to vaping. Do they vary in how bad they can be?
1: Um in terms of the nicotine concentrations that uh there there's an upper limit so that and that is most certainly enough to make you addicted. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of flavors, historically there are some flavors that are are considered more dangerous than others just because they may have some uh history track record of causing ill health Mm -hmm. so one that is most famous is one that is called uh, popcorn flavoring so that's the flavor you get if you microwave popcorn and that is included in in some vape solutions to give a buttery or sweet flavor so that particular one has a very poor reputation for causing lung damage but from a, a general user they wouldn't have know this information
0: and I know that like we're all well aware how bad smoking is for you. Do these tend to be, because I know these have been kind of used as the, the, the thing that's going to save you from smoking, it's going to get you off the cigarettes. Is it worse than smoking? Is it more addictive? So
1: it, it would be as addictive because it's going to have the same quantities or even more nicotine. So it's not going to necessarily help you in that regard. But what I guess is said for people who are addicted to tobacco smoking is that you really have to seek counseling from your GP, from the pharmacist to get proper advice as to what's the best way to try to quit tobacco smoking. There's essentially nothing worse for your lungs than tobacco smoking. So you have to really try whatever you can to get off it. But the cha- the challenge with vaping is that what's seen in the literature um, from the research point of view is what is ending up for these uh, for people is that they're stuck not only vaping, but also tobacco smoking. So they're becoming what's called dual users. So sometimes the the marketing from these companies gives the impression that there is some magic cure for tobacco smoking and it's called vaping. But unfortunately, the reality isn't so rosy and it's not necessarily going to work out that way. So I guess the best uh, thing you can say is that you really have to seek professional medical advice to help you to overcome that tobacco smoking addiction.
0: And when it comes to products like this, should we be looking at the marketing of them?
1: Absolutely. So we were obviously seeing some legislation being brought in by the government to restrict your sales to uh, uh to uh, over 18s, but this type of legislation has been brought into other countries many years ago and has really failed to make an impact, as I guess we can all realize that just a simple ban uh, in sales uh to under 18 euros doesn't necessarily work for any type of products mm-hmm. of this type. So Essentially, what you need is to think a little bit broader than that as to what are the potential values of these types of devices in helping people stop smoking. But that has to be brought into a much more regulatory environment, such as a pharmacy, and much more stricter regulations on how they can be sold um, to anybody, not just to under-18s.
0: Is it going to take us some time before we know the extent of the risks that these can cause?
1: I think what we can see at the moment is, is what you see medically in the literature is reports for say younger people who have sensitive lung conditions such as asthma that is it, there you can see the effects very quickly on these particular uh, individuals. So that's where it's been first being picked up. Also what they're seeing also in people who are heavily vape is cardiovascular issues. So you often um, hear reports of people who are vaping having elevated heart rate and so on. So you see the immediate effects of the, the strong um, absorption of the nicotine into the blood system. So there, where, there's, where the predictions are will be probably biggest in, in obviously in the lungs themselves, but also in cardiovascular diseases.
0: You've been researching this for a very long time. Is there anything that you've kind of come across that kind of worries you a lot in regards to people's health with it?
1: Yeah, I, I guess that we started our research into this back in 2019, we became interested in the uh, very severe vaping issues that were occurring in the United States at the time, which led to uh, 68 deaths of predominantly young young, 20-year-olds uh, to young or older teens. And now they were associated with uh, products that were not available in Ireland They were cannabis-related products. But in essence, what was happening was that a single chemical that was being included... In those products called vitamin e acetate was breaking down due to the heating action of the vaping itself and that was causing a highly highly toxic gas that essentially was causing these deaths mm-hmm. so what we tried to sort of explain to people is that this was pretty unpredictable in some ways uh, from a general public point of view but from a scientific point of view if we know if we heat chemicals or mixtures of chemicals to high temperatures unpredictable things can happen. So there it was very severe where people were becoming immediately very ill and and unfortunately dying. But what's happening perhaps with the type of vaping we have currently in Ireland is that the effects are going to take some time before they emerge. It might be 10 years, pretty much like tobacco smoke. You can obviously smoke a single cigarette or smoke cigarettes for a short time period. They're probably not going to have a long-term impact on your health. But with vaping, it will be similar. So it'll be in 10 years' time we'll begin to see these diseases emerge. And because people are addicted to the nicotine, they're going to struggle very much to get off these products. So while there might be, a, you know, in the back of your mind at the weekend if you're vaping, that um, I'm only going to do it once or twice, what you have to try to remember that, that, that these companies are making these products to be addictive so that you will keep coming back for more.
0: What can you see happening? Is it going to be like cigarettes where you're going to have to be, I suppose, over a certain age and they're going to be marketed in a certain way to put you off it?
1: Well, di- different countries taking different approaches. I guess the one that um, is making the headlines at the moment is the approach that Australia has taken. They've tried to do the, 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 the soft regulation approach and seeing like other countries it just doesn't work. So essentially, they're banning them from regular sale, and making them available only through a pharmacy to people who wish to try them to help them quit tobacco smoking. So we, we I don't know if our government will go that approach, or go that severe, but the, but that seems to be uh, an increasingly popular approach. I think from from governments looking at it and have tried the more softly approach and seeing that it just doesn't work. Yeah.
0: That's, so
1: is there, yeah. there's really no value for from our society to get our younger population addicted to nicotine. Mm-hmm. Um, So in essence, we should think as a a society, why do we want to do this to ourselves?
0: It's very interesting that they've gone so um, extreme with the restrictions, considering here how less they were restricted in the beginning that now I suppose we're only just learning and figuring out that in fact, they're actually not great for you at all.
1: They're definitely not great for you. Um, And we we are, as I said earlier, well behind the curve in terms of getting some form of regulation and some in fact, some meaningful information out to younger people about the dangers that 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 um that that go with vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the dangers for today and um, when you're younger tomorrow can seem like a long time away, but just to, to try to keep in the back of your mind that these products are addictive and are designed to be addictive to keep you coming back.
0: Absolutely. Donald O'Shea, Head of the Department of Chemistry at RCSI University and Medicine and Health Science. Thank you so much for chatting to us.
1: Thank you, Louise.